An Arctic blast is freezing the U.S. The government is trying to lower overdraft fees and what a 93-year-old rower can teach us about aging magnificently. That's some of what we'll get to on The 7 from The Washington Post. I'm Hannah Jewell. It's Wednesday, January 17th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. Number one. A new deal between Israel and Hamas will allow medicine deliveries to hostages. The deal was mediated by Qatar and France. It was announced yesterday and is already underway. It will allow for the delivery of medication to Israeli hostages who were taken by Hamas during its deadly attack on Israel in October. In exchange, Israel will allow for more deliveries of aid and medicine for civilians in Gaza. The deal is a signal of progress in talks between the two sides, which appear to have stalled, and U.S. officials are still working to secure the release of the remaining hostages. The deal comes as violence continues to flare up across the Middle East. The U.S. launched more strikes on Yemen yesterday, targeting sites related to recent attacks on ships in the Red Sea. Number two. Congress took a step toward preventing a government shutdown this weekend. Money for about 20% of the federal government runs out at the end of Friday, just after midnight. That includes funding for things like the Transportation Department, some veterans' assistance, and food and drug safety programs. And the rest of the funding expires February 2nd. If a shutdown isn't avoided, it could leave millions of federal workers without pay. But yesterday, there were signs of progress. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer advanced legislation to move the two deadlines to March 1st and 8th. It should keep lawmakers on track to prevent a shutdown this weekend. But longer-term spending measures will be much more difficult to pass in both the Senate and the House. Number three. A civil defamation trial against Donald Trump began in New York. Last year, a jury found that Trump sexually abused and defamed the writer E. Jean Carroll and owed her $5 million in damages. The trial that started yesterday is focused on whether the former president owes Carroll more damages for separate comments he made about her. Trump appeared in court yesterday, and he continued to blur the lines between his many legal problems and his presidential campaign. He has often falsely stated that he's a victim of a weaponized legal system designed to keep him away from a second term in the White House. Carol will give her side of the story when she testifies today. Number four. A deal to expand the federal child tax credit was announced yesterday. This deal would make the existing child tax credit more generous, mainly for low-income families with multiple children. Most parents would get a boost of about $100 on their 2025 tax returns, and lawmakers said about 15 million children from low-income families will benefit. Congress must now approve the deal, but it's unclear whether that will happen. House Republicans may be reluctant to give President Biden even a partial win on one of his top economic priorities. Number five. Record-setting extreme cold is gripping much of the U.S., at least 30 states are under some type of alert for dangerously cold weather. A bitter Arctic blast has sent temperatures 30 to 50 degrees below normal as far south as the Gulf Coast. In the northern plains, wind chills are as low as minus 40. And Chicago hasn't made it above 2 degrees since 1 a.m. on Sunday. On the periphery of the cold, waves of moisture have been falling as snow, sleet, and freezing rain. The storms have forced school and office closures and disrupted air travel. But the good news, if you hate the cold, is that milder air is expected early next week. 
the government put forward a plan to limit overdraft fees. That's number six. The new rules were unveiled this morning by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. They would cap penalties as low as $3 when banking customers spend more money than they have available in their accounts. If they're finalized, the rules could take effect by October next year. These fees currently average about $26 nationally, and they've historically fallen hardest on poor Americans while enriching major banks. Those banks fiercely oppose the new rules. The proposal reflects a broader campaign across the Biden administration to crack down on what it describes as junk fees. Those are the charges consumers face for services that they once received for free. And the White House is looking for ways to lower prices in a tough election year. And at number seven, a 93-year-old rower is teaching scientists about aging. For lessons on how to age well, look no further than Richard Morgan. The nonagenarian Irishman is a four-time world champion in indoor rowing. He has the aerobic fitness of a healthy 30- or 40-year-old. That's why he's the subject of a new case study published last month that looked at his training, diet, and physiology. Researchers wanted to know what late-life exercise could do for his aging body. The amazing thing about him, beyond the obvious, is that he didn't start training or exercising seriously until he was 73. And he's now rowed the equivalent of almost 10 times around the globe. The researchers found that Morgan's sheer physical power supports the idea that we don't have to lose large amounts of muscle and aerobic capacity as we get older. While exercise won't erase the physical effects of aging, it might be able to slow them down a bit. And you don't have to become a rowing champion like Richard to see the benefits. All right, you're all caught up. But before you go, just a reminder. The Seven also exists as a newsletter. That's where you can see a picture of Richard the Rower for a little fitness inspiration. You can find a link to sign up for it in our show notes. I'm Hannah Jewell. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.